I never realized we said this before on the podcast, but we have a YouTube channel. <laughs> we've we've been running this show for like a month and a half. Uh, sorry, the YouTube channel for a month and a half, but we never mentioned the fact that we have a YouTube channel. So yeah, uh, we have a YouTube channel now. I'm yeah. the party. Uh, well, uh, it's the HD Shenanigans channel. Um, yeah, because we ran out of creative nicknames. And also, Hamza wanted to name it. Blame him. Hey. But, yeah, uh, we, have a, we, have a part, we have a YouTube channel, which, is, which we have the highlight reels. So, I don't know whether sometimes you guys know, we have the video versions out for the podcast and highlight reels. So, yeah, uh, shameless plug, go, for, go subscribe to the HD Shenanigans podcast. Shameless plug-in. Yeah, so the podcast episode, the audio version will come out on Monday, and the video highlights will come out on Tuesday. Okay? Anyway, now, now that being said, roll intro. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Hamza. I'm here with my cat, and I'm here with Dheeraj. Hello. Welcome to the HD Podcast. Hope y'all are having a great week uh, slash Monday slash I don't know when you're listening to this. We have a guest for the first time in seven months. Please, everyone, give a huge hello to... Lily. Hi, I'm Lily. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Hi. Uh, so this is Wayna, also known as Lily Rabbit Sings on YouTube. Would you like to introduce yourself? Um, hi. <laughs> I go by Lily Rabbit Sings on YouTube. I'm sorry. Um... I'm just delirious right now, but um, I'm 15 years old. I'm a Chinese Thai living in Malaysia, and I'm obsessed with music. And that's just 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 about it. Yeah. And empty owl house, as you can see in the background. <laughs> nah, it's, it's the entire owl house show, dude. The owl house yeah. is a good show. Go watch it. Meanwhile, I have a camera background. Nice. I'm in right. Okay. All right, so uh, we got Lily here because interview and because we were desperate for guests. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> desperate for guests. Nah, nah, but to Hello be that. honest. This is Master Bill and Kenobi. Maybe. Well, oh my God, we got Ewan McGregor, guys. Just Hamza, just do the entire show as Ewan McGregor. We're good. Very well then. I, must, I might as well do my best Obi Wan Kenobi here. Yeah, and now, and, and now Hamza's gone. I'll try my best to imitate Hamza now. That's not me. No, that's not me. Yes, that's, that is. That's that's yes, not that what Hansa sounds like. Yes, that is you. And now I'm now I'm gonna channel my best Donald Trump impression. It's Edge. Listen to my fellow Americans. Donald Trump is nothing more than a little bitch. <laughs> Obama. Nice. All right. Let's just get on in the with the interview questions. All yes. right. All right. We are in the hot seat. Dun dun. No, okay, but yeah. How, how, how did you get started with, you know, um, enjoy, grow, growing up, being interested in music and all that? Yeah. Well, um, my parents always told me I had a natural affinity for singing, especially when I would just start humming melodies when I was two. And they were surprisingly on pitch. So my dad would say, hey, our daughter is talented. Our and that's just about it. <laughs> and then um, nice. I started piano classes since I was three and a half. Oh. And I'm still learning piano till today. And how well, okay. what grade are you in? What grade level are you in for piano? Um, I used to take A B, but sadly I've already stopped. Um A B as in A B R S M. Um What's I'm that? now sorry. Wait, someone just hang on. I'm just gonna check it out. A B R S M. Yeah, go for it, go for it. 
So, because Hamza also took piano as a kid, uh, right? Yeah. Um, only no, no. I I've been learning to play violin since I was a kid, but then piano is something self-taught. That, yeah, before my violin teacher gave me grade one lessons for it. Yeah, to be honest, I also learned like piano, like self-taught a little bit. Uh, I I'm not I'm not good at it at all, but eh, I can I can play, so that's something. Yeah, either way, like um, piano is actually quite easy to be self-taught. But if you want to like go farther, you'd have yeah, to like take it, the proper classical training. Yeah, the proper classes, especially like the was was that um the scale exercises for each finger. For yeah, each. <laughs> um, the ABRSM stands for Associated Board of the Royal Schools of Music. That's I used to take that syllabus, <laughs> um, but I stopped when I was nine because I grew lazy, I think. So I tried to quit as many classes as I could, but I was forced to stay in Yamaha, the syllabus for Yamaha. But uh, Wait, the, I Yamaha has that. an official syllabus. Yes. yes. Huh. Okay. The Yamaha and ABRSM piano exams are very different. And in my opinion, Yamaha is a lot more harder than ABRSM. Okay. I see, so, I do see. you? I mean, what did you learn back then? Like, you know, uh, with with the piano, how did the natural coming for like from I was learning to piano to holy shit, I can write songs. Well, I've always um just listened to songs, and I wouldn't say that much of what I've learned from music has helped me, especially in theory, because uh, my teachers would always say, if you learn theory, you'll be able to write your music properly and for me that isn't really the case it was just um what i felt like because i i guess it's a good thing that i'm naturally someone who gets very emotional very easily so sometimes um i get lost in my own music depending on say i suddenly get hit by a very emotional scene from a show then i'll go okay i think i have an idea for something and i'll immediately go to the piano and just start playing it out wow yeah, impressive really yeah no that is okay speaking of which uh, she I'm, I'm 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 gonna shill her out she has an original song out uh which she'll plug at the end of the show won't you eh eh Wink, wink. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the one in power to edit here, so technically, I'm pretty sure you, you know, just put it at the back. Maybe. Anyway. Put it in anyway. <laughs> yeah, put it in. Put it in. Wait, what? Hamza, are you are you implying something? What? No. Fuck. <laughs> no, you you kept repeating. Put it in. Put it in. What do you want, Hamza, from me? I will strangle you. I will strangle your cat. This is going wrong in so many ways. <laughs> This is, yes, it definitely is. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Wait. to the podcast. Welcome to the HD podcast where anything could happen, even death. <laughs> yes, even death and gayness. No, and Hamza's fluffy cat. Oh, yes. The Dude, there's, when we were recording like together in the same room, there have been so many times where we just get gate crashed by Hamza's cats. Yes. I, I want cat though. <laughs> <laughs> okay they're busy they're busy playing don't mind them okay. okay all right so you have about two or three songs in the works right uh technically more than that all right so you have an entire album's worth of songs in the works i 
I guess, but it also depends because sometimes when I write, I'm not all that happy with the um, the initial ideas. Result. So I'll keep it as a sketch and maybe come back and refer to it later. Yeah, that that's how uh, most. Uh, I think that's like a tool of the trade with most music artists, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like, like the first art- draft kind of thing. You know, like some artists, they have like a demo of like a guitar, a guitar harmony, or like a vocal track that they'll that they that they have in like 2017, 2018 that they'll come back to like a year later, and they'll see like, hey, it still holds up. Maybe I can use it into something else. Yes, that's very true. All right. So, how long does it take for you to write uh, songs from the conception to you know the composition to everything? Well, conception wise. It does take a little while because, unlike most songwriters, I have to write with melody and lyrics because I feel like that's the way that I can naturally express and make sure that this is truly from my heart instead of something that I pragmatically made to conform to. Say I do the lyrics first and only work on the music. So to me, that doesn't feel natural. Uh, so it does take a while, but on a good day where I truly am. Um, invested in my emotions it does come out really fast essentially what it is is the the entire song is done now to get it into the progress of making the music that one it depends on whether or not i will need um just gonna promote my cousin sister here alice's help who um actually helped me arrange uh the aha song two worlds apart with um her sibelius with just the Sibelius score. So she wrote everything for all the instruments and I was the one who had to plug it in um, Logic Pro 10 and um, do any of like the final mixes and add any instruments and add small little embellishments like um, the bells. If you guys have heard my music, if you hear the small little bells in the background, that was what I added on to her music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I see, I see. I'll, I'll I'll probably like throw a segment of her song uh in in the middle of the podcast maybe or the yeah. end no, I'm not sure. <laughs> but we'll um, what was I gonna say? <laughs> My brain died. Okay. Um, when it came to singing, was a really really tough story because. Towards a part, even for me, it was actually challenging to sing. I'm a soprano. My range is not actually in the deep end. And even now, I'm trying to brush up on um, the transition between registers. So a lot of people, like say you're listening to me speak in this podcast right now, refer back to my singing voice. And some of you might say, you sound really different when you sing, which I can't really complain. That is the truth because when I sing, um, usually I'm using my head voice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So my chest voice, I'm trying to train. But when you switch from like chest voice to head voice, there's like an obvious break. Say when you can hear someone... Um, Okay, you hear, normally people will hear, hear a belter, like someone who sings while belting, which is like belting screaming. When they switch over to a really high note and have to go to falsetto, that break that happens, that's where like the register has to change. So that's like the passaggio, and I'm still working on that for my own. I think that's, that's one of the selling points for like Brendan Urie's songs, isn't it? Who's yes. Brendan Urie? Brendan Urie's Panic at the Disco. Oh, okay. Yeah. High hopes and, you know, into the unknown. He did into the unknown. Oh wait! Oh yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> into the unknown. I I I forgot. I was so excited that like, Brendan was gonna sing for Disney for Frozen 2. Then I realized it's just a cover. I'm like, okay, it's still it's it's still good, 
but at the same yeah, time, I'm like, wait, he wrote the song, right? He did not write the song. It's the screenwriter's song. Ah, uh, sorry. <laughs> the screenwriter. It was, yeah. No, no, no. Okay, so Into the Unknown was written for Frozen Two, but it's just an but. Panic at the Disco's cover was just he just added his own vocals and his own compositional thingies to it. I see. Uh, so like small of like a Brendan Urie style esque. Yes, but the song is still not his. As he holds the microphone to his head to do the singing. <laughs> oh yeah, do do people actually do that? Like they so some people they hold their microphones like okay this doesn't translate well in audio but like they hold their microphones on like you know to their chest level. Some people hold the microphones above their heads. What's the difference with that? It really depends because when um, okay, I can't really say anything because I'm not sure if he did that with the music video because if it's music video, obviously it's not gonna be like oh uh, no, music real. video it was a standing mic. It was one of yeah. those. Ah, uh, okay, but when it comes to live performances, it depends. When you go for dynamic mic, usually you'll have to um sing with a finesse and style, and that includes like. Conveying your message through your microphone, like how you hold, how you express yourself, and usually a lot of people don't understand why sometimes singers pull back their mic. Now, just like what a mixer would do when balancing their audio levels, say like the volume, you pull out your mic when you're singing a loud note. So, like for all the belters, if I were to continue singing really loudly into my mic, it's going to obviously have some feedback because. The the frequency is too strong for the mic to handle. Yeah, definitely. Or perhaps make someone the audience like a little bit squeamish from the loud noise. So we would pull it back to balance out with the same melody. Yeah, and an issue that we both had even with like our podcast was, but we didn't really know the good level can, to stand. Can, can from I the give mic. an example? Uh, there's this there's this one singer, uh, this Korean singer named Min Kyung Hoon, right? Um, he he's a uh, his. His colleagues, like te- uh, his colleagues and friends, uh, in the entertainment industry, tease him, like because in one of his live performances, right, he would hold the mic right above his forehead. Then it's called his like head voice or something. <laughs> where he's like, how it's supposed to work. That's not how it's supposed to work. Head voice doesn't mean singing out from your head, obviously. But <laughs> but there's voice... like so many jokes about him doing it like that. Just like <laughs> well, it's a joke then. But just... technically, when he goes up. You can maybe still tell that his mouth is facing up, although that's not really much of an ideal position. But singers, when they are seasoned enough, they can, they can, um, <laughs> they can sing um, even in like Being really uncomfortable positions. Okay, okay. Hamza, do you, uh, okay. I've been asking way too much questions. Hamza, you want to take the stage for a bit? Uh, sure. Um, uh, I have one question. I'm. S- Lily, you're in the national choir, right? Yes. What is it like being on the national choir? The, like, are there any standards that your seniors are strict about, or something? Or there, um, there are definitely a lot of standards. Oh my god, <laughs> don't want to get wrecked by my director. So if I say anything in the podcast, just um, I'll be honest with you guys. But if Thank there's you. anything that I want to cut out, then I hope you guys will cut out. So sure, sure. When I first joined, the standards for national choir was extremely high, and because of me having gone for um classical training and vocal like 
properly singing opera. A lot of people don't know I used to sing opera when I was、um, seven. I applied for the choir when I was eight, and my director said I passed with flying colors for the audition. So、wow. she took me in, and、uh, I think I was also one of the first few people to be assimilated immediately with the main group because usually there's a group for like say. When you finish auditioning, you are put in like the audition、um, probate group. But I was immediately assimilated into the big main group, and it was tough because、um, I couldn't really dance, and that was a requirement. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Unlike、um, most choirs that people will think of that hold their files and sing, my choir was more on entertainment, so it was essential for you to be able to dance. And sing.、Hmm. And okay, so,、um, what kind、yeah. of dancing are we talking about? Like, you know, just has the whole stage, and you just dance from one end of the stage to the other, or is it、yes. just you stay on one spot and you just move your arms or something? It can go for different, um, all different sorts, really, because there's like sections like say show choir and like traditional. So, if I'm singing a traditional song, my choir would ask me to, you know, learn how to dance, uh, the、is、traditional、it? dance with like our choreographer. Or if I have to dance something like, say, conga, conga rhythm. I know that 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 song is cringy, but、um, that's called show choir. That's where I have to dance from one end of the stage to another and change positions and whatnot. Is it something like a musical kind of thing?、Like、no, it's not like a musical. It's not like a musical. You want to elaborate on that? <laughs> you want to elaborate? Alex, on Alexander Hamilton. Yeah,、um, I, I I knew you were gonna make that fucking joke, man. <laughs> <laughs> um,、yeah. I wouldn't say it's like a musical because if you look at international choir competitions, they have sections like that, say traditional and show choir. And well, technically, in two thousand eighteen, I was supposed to fly to South Africa with my choir group for a choir competition, but sadly, that、Ooh. got canceled due to some reasons. Oh, wait!、Yeah, I, I think twenty eighteen was.、Or? I think twenty eighteen was when the Zika virus outbreak happened in South Africa. I Africa, if I'm not wrong. Um. Someone, please fact check me. I'm gonna fact check myself on this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the twenty eighteen. Uh, Zika. Wait, Zika virus. Zika virus. Yeah. When was the Zika virus in Africa? I'm.、Uh, let's see. Uh, twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen. Shit. Okay,、yeah. cool. I was wrong.、Okay. Don't lynch me on this. <laughs> We're not gonna lynch you.、Um, Get the but、rope. for me, I'm sorry, but personal reasons, I can't say the reason on this podcast right now. I'll probably tell you guys after the podcast.、Okay. All right, understandable. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah, Hamza, I think you have another question. Um. Um. Let me think. Um. Do you? Like, do you have any like uh? Do you learn how to sing not only like English songs but other like、uh, songs of different languages like Malay, Chinese, Korean, such? Oh yes, we learn other languages as well. Uh, we've even performed um languages for say when delegates or prime ministers from other countries come over to Malaysia. So we、oh. perform for them. Um, say I've learned a German song, Italian, French. And although, like my choir, because in Malaysia we have the three different races, we are we all come together to learn Chinese songs every year for our Chinese New Year performance. Ah,、uh, 
Yeah. So you learn Chinese and of course Malay because that's like the default language. And um, depending, maybe we'll even do some small little pop songs here and there. But usually we focus more on learning classical pieces or anything that we might have to perform for any certain event that is being held in Malaysia. Okay. okay. See, I see. So, with the exception of uh, Malay and Chinese, because you, because you're Thai Chinese, so I'm assuming Chinese is relatively easy for you to understand. Yes. Yes, because I had to go through the torture of studying in Chinese school. Uh huh. So, what is the easiest language for you to learn and sing? Again, exceptions of Malay and Chinese. Naturally, English. Okay. Except uh, other than that. Other than that. Well, hard to say, really, because to me, it's all fine. But if you if you're talking about proper pronunciation, um, I can't guarantee that it's fully correct. But I am on the works with working, like say, my French and my Italian pronunciation, because uh. um, our director just taught us the International Phonetic Alphabet for Italian. So I can read what the words and pronounce it correctly. That's awesome. That's awesome. I only remember like the Italian terms for like when they teach music theory for each grade. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because here's the thing: um, in music theory, they like teach like uh, the English and the Italian uh, words for like um, on what they mean and for like how they. Uh, how they work for each um, music piece yes. and each section like that. Like molto, legato, adagio, adagietto. Allegro. Yep, the, the usual, like what music students would usually have to read when they before they start a song. So is it... Is crescendo uh, and decrescendo, is it a French or an Italian though? That's uh, Italian, that's yeah, Italian. That's Italian, I mean, okay, so I mean, mainly all of music is like like Italian origin since the Renaissance, like that. Yeah, yeah but um, like from what I know, there are French, German, and Italian chords. So because of like the whole musical terms as well, when they have French, German, and Italian, and since I am learning French in school and even outside of school, um, my dad and myself, I've probably decided that once I'm done with like my school studies, I would take two years before I enter my uh, music school to study Italian and German and actually learn the language. At least oh. that's one of my plans. That is interesting, yeah. Once you learn German, you start cursing in German. <laughs> oh, I've, I've heard from my aunt that she said German was not fun, especially with the amount of conjugations that you have to do and how the word changes depending on the sentence. Of course, yeah. Kind I mean, of like French, but worse. I have a cousin family who lives in uh, Germany. I see. How is that? Ex how is their experience for you for them? Uh, cold mostly, if I'm not wrong. Cold as in temperature wise, or cold as in personal wise? No temperature. Like temp wise. Ah. No, temperature. It yeah, it's like, cold there. Like, uh, like I, I see videos of them, and like uh, they're a little kid. Like, like it's just like I see them in like snow outfits and stuff like that. Yeah, it's relatively closer to like the Arctic climate, isn't it? Mm, it is. Arctic, yeah, Arctic, the northern area. <laughs> I have to remember my geography for a bit. <laughs> Cold. Who remembers geography even? <laughs> this kid, because uh, Lily is studying geography right now. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that I truly do learn it because in Malaysia, the syllabus is where you basically only learn about like your own country. I see. All right. Whereas for us, we learn about the entire globe. <laughs> 
That's good. I approve. True. I mean, we also have something called like, oh, we we have uh, in Singapore, we have a syllabus, which is like history, which is the world history and social studies, which is the history of Singapore. Ah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's also the main norm for like primary school as well, because uh, I don't think, because some primary schools don't teach, here in Singapore, they teach only social studies. And yeah, other. yeah. History was only a thing for us in secondary school. Yeah. Yeah, it technically is the same for me, but not as well because um for Malaysia syllabus from primary four to primary six, you're learning like a few bits and pieces of like the most basic history that you need to know about Malaysia. Uh-huh. And that's just about it. But when you go to secondary, it's where they actually take it seriously. Uh-huh. That is interesting. Okay. All right. So and one learn one... about Hitler's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> We learned about what? I mean, back in secondary school, we learned about Hitler's charisma or some shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hitler was an extremely charismatic person, which is why, you know, he got a lot of people to side with him. If any, if you had seen the movie Jojo Rabbit, that's the, that's the reason why so many people are like ardent supporters of him, even to this day. Uh, the well, Nazis. Yeah. Everyone always has different opinions depending on where they view it from. Correct. But, but one, one thing... Does- when one does not learn history, they tend to repeat it. Oh, damn, yes, yes. And, and I think that's that's the case which has been happening with, like, you know, China and the USA and India on something. India? Wait, India? Yeah, because in India, like, one of the most... Um, okay, so our prime minister in India, he supports this group who adopts their teachings from Hitler. Oh, no. He heavily supports this group and he's like, ah, yes, they are doing good job. Why does that sound like something Donald Trump would say? Uh, Donald and Modi have been compared to each other unfavorably in a lot of ways. Hmm. I see, I see. <laughs> even, even though like Donald has called Modi the father of India, which is bullshit okay. because there is a father of India. His name is Mahatma Gandhi. So calling Modi the father of India is completely inaccurate. Anyway, you do make a it's, fair point, though. Yeah, before I get into any passion debate about like you know, uh, politics in my country, move on. Martin Luther King versus Gandhi. Oh yes. Okay. So, you you have mentioned that you want to be an aspiring musician. Aspire, aspiring. Aspiring. <laughs> aspiring. Not not that ass. <laughs> I I don't know why I just said aspiring aspiring musician when you grow up. Right. Anyways, since uh, like if you aspire to be a singer or music artist, what are your plans in achieving in achieving it like that? Yeah, what Hamza said. <laughs> what What are my plans in achieving it? Well, um, I want to study music professionally, of course, because I know there's a lot in the world of music that I have yet to know about. And what then? Do you want to be an artist? Do you want to be a producer? Do you want to be you know a composer? That, um, I can't say for sure, but there is one thing, which is um, for me to become a professional singer. Specifically, if I can, uh, is it coloratura? Coloratura soprano. Hang on. What's that one? Uh, Yeah, what is that? Um, like my head director, who's also a coloratura soprano. Coloratura soprano is a type of operatic soprano voice that specializes in music that is distinguished by agile runs, leaps, and trills. 
Ah, okay. So I think one of my violin teachers was like that because of her opera voice. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So from there, okay, this is where I get into like the more interesting and spicy, juicy tea on the music industry. <laughs> okay. Such as. Alright, so as you guys know, um, my you know my co-host and the audience listening. There's been a lot of shit going on in the music industry recently. Taylor Swift's manager, the reason why she moved to Universal for 2019 is because her old manager was treating her like shit. Oh, dear. Yeah, apparently the old manager at Big Machine, he owns all the copyright to Taylor's albums and he does not let anyone else use it. He had a Netflix documentary which used most of her early songs. They all got cut. Well, um, personal experience... What I, I mean, technically my choir is a national choir, but at the same time, it's not. It was a program set up for kids who were gifted in arts and music. Congratulations, you're gifted. <laughs> okay. Um, well, it's rough. It really is. And it's kind of the reason why I went through a lot. But for me, I feel like it's only just a minor preparation of what I'm going to have to face. Oh, so, yes. Like, a lot of people tend to think that being a singer means being on red carpets being like adored and loved but there's a lot a lot of baggage that comes with it Mm. having to rush in time practice there isn't enough and um you know the usual manager treats you like not good and you being mentally abused that happens i've even been blackmailed before to do my work all because of something as minor as my hair sticking out of place Okay, um, Hamza, I, I think we'll, we'll tell you the story later. Because yeah, I re- we'll tell I remember, you the story. I remember that night because like um, TLDR, it was, it was just a huge event. And at the end, Lily was just crying to me and a few other friends. And like, yeah. it, it was just fucking a nightmare, right? Oh, no. So I, I, um, for me, like the only good memorable moment that I'll remember is say performing for the president of Ukraine, performing for the ASEAN leaders, like and in front of Obama as well, because Obama was with... Um, with Prime Minister Najib, former Prime Minister Najib, at um, the the event, so we got to perform for them. And if you want to go check that out, like Prime Minister Najib is in prison, dropping the soap. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, um, I was there as like one of the soloists for the song "Heal the World," and I was like only ten, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, that's awesome. That is for such all a these- huge honor. Yeah, um, I performed for like prime ministers and delegates from around the world, but. In the end, even till now, I'm probably having a lot of like um, emotional issues. And yeah, I technically um, have stage fright still. I think the reason why I have stage fright now per se is because I lost a lot of the competitions that I used to join in singing. Uh, that that must have, you know, knocked Yeah, that destroyed all. my self-esteem a lot. <laughs> well, hey, um, it's... I mean, the the one good thing that came out of it. Look, every cloud has a silver lining, silver lining. But you know, the what's the silver lining of this cloud? You have more time to work on, you know, your YouTube projects, which are doing very well. Yeah, I guess because in a way, um, 
I'm also like building up my self-esteem back from, um, you know, experiences. To me now, losing is losing, accepting is accepting. You can't possibly change the results. And when it comes to arts, it's very, very subjective. If a judge doesn't like you, they don't like you. It's not about, sometimes it's not about being fair or having merit. It's a really sad thing in the industry. Yeah, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Yes, and the one who is in charge of like the the points. Mm -hmm. But of course, again, do not be ignorant to advice. Always take it and um, work on getting better. Because Mm -hmm. when it comes to singing, everything... Everything matters, even in the smallest things. And it may sound insane that... um, like even in the entertainment industry, the reason why they push these singers so much to the point where um, they are mentally um, not okay or mentally unstable, there's always a reason why. Because even in like say sports games, if you guys know Lee Chong Wei, who's that? He of course Lee Chong Wei. He's a uh, badminton. Who from what? Badminton. From what sport? Oh, badminton. No, badminton, y'all don't know Lee Chong Wei. I thought we, y'all I don't know. watch sports. I play badminton. I just don't watch sports. Yeah, um, same here. <laughs> um, but well, he has a trainer who tells him, Chong Wei, that that strike wasn't right. And although he won the game at the end, he was like, the trainer was like, it's not perfect. You have to work on your strike again and again. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I get, I get where the trainer is coming from because like. Uh, so, you know, some Asian parents are like that as well. Like my dad is like that. Um, that you know, no matter how how well I do, he'll always be like, ah, yes, you 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 could have done better here or there or something something along those lines. Yes, but that strive for perfection is the reason why um people work hard to be mm-hmm. able to try and achieve it. But at the same time, also acknowledge that you're human. So any analog mistakes you make. It's normal. And even in singing, um, sometimes when I sing, like, say, a really sad song, I would purposely maybe go a little bit um, off or add more vibrato or go breathy just to give that song more of a nuance and a feel to it. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't sound like I'm just singing the song because um, singing isn't just about singing on the correct pitch and rhythm. Yes, it sounds nice, but when you sing, you're essentially telling a story. Mm. What is your story? What are you trying to convey? That thing. Yeah, um, and I, I think that that's what's missing from like a lot of the modern music scene right now because everyone relies a lot on auto tune to like you know pitch like correct that pitch. In doing so, you lose the humanity of most of these songs. That is true, but at the same time, we can't really say anything because right now the modern age for this music is this genre. It's EDM, and EDM I will say it's very different from like contemporary music that say Adele would do. Or back then, Taylor Swift singing all those songs. I'm not so sure about that. I can't speak on that. I'm I'm not um like very very well well known on that. Yeah, Yeah. well versed. Oh yes. Okay. So this this brings us to I think one of our final questions because you answered like most of the questions without me even asking. Thank you. So, okay, so this is a question I think all of us can answer. So mm. right now, if we were to look at the music scene from like when, it's, when it got popping in the 80s, back in the 80s, you had like, you know, Michael Jackson, Rick Astley, and Madonna, people like that, like those kind of people. And then in the 90s, we moved on to what, you know, emo rock, like Green Day, Data Remember, so on and so forth. In the early 20s, in the early bon, 2000s. Bon Jovi? Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi, part of it. Yeah, Tom Bon Jones. Jovi. 
Yeah, Bon Jovi. I wasn't uh what's it called? There was this band who brought themselves back like from the nineties to now. I forgot. Was oh, it a day to remember? No, no, it wasn't a day to remember, it was something else. Ninety wait. All I know is that Five Seconds of Summer was really famous. Oh uh, yeah, now, five, I don't know. Five Seconds of Summer was famous in the two thousand in the in the in the nineties. I thought it was the early two thousands band. I'm I'm oh. not sure. I don't remember the the thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, uh... okay. it's okay. I don't know why, but the first thing came to mind was Green Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Green Day. So I think yeah, Green Day is still doing well. So yeah, in in the in the in the two thousands, there was like a lot of different genres, and I think when we moved on to the twenty tens, there was a rise of EDM. As uh, Lily mm. had mentioned, yes, you know, like Alan Walker, Marshmallow, and so on and so forth. In the late 2010s, though, you have SoundCloud rappers, you know, Lil Pump, Post Malone, Six Nine. Uh, yeah, there's only there's yeah there's only two good ones out of all of them. <laughs> Post Post is one of them. Yes, Post Malone's one of them. Um, and actually, no, Six Nine is actually fine. He he just has a business model. He has a very controversial business model. That's all. He's a snitch. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but as I said, it's it makes sure his his music stays on. Like it makes sure his music stays relevant. People keep talking about you, and then you immediately release some new music off that press. It's 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 gonna get smashing. Tell him to go suck a lemon. Yeah, which is why you notice like Eminem. He doesn't really have like his last album was released in January. People are still not talking about the Godzilla much. one. Uh yeah, music to be murdered by. Ah uh, yeah. It depends, I guess. Sometimes, um, like now, especially in this age, people are looking for unique things because mm-hmm. you you can't be doing the same thing from, um, say, the old times because the old times they were there for a special reason. It was the particular period of time that that music shone out the most to the audience. So now, if it's EDM, then it's EDM, and of course, when it comes to art. Nothing is right, nothing is wrong, and like Bob Ross said, you don't make mistakes; you only make happy accidents. <laughs> so I'm just gonna no just accidents. That, no, 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 no. Uh, wait, are you trying to do Uruguay right now? That that that's an Uruguay quote, yeah. But there it, it, are no accidents. Ah, uh, yeah. But what was your quote that you were trying to say? Uh, no, no, it was a Bob Ross uh, with like just painting of a happy little tree. I miss Bob Ross. <laughs> he 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 went to. He went too soon. A, a lot, a lot of, a lot of people went too soon in 2020, guys. So yeah, 2020 was uh, essentially the year where a lot of people died, yeah. both from COVID and you know natural causes. But like 2016, uh, Christina Grimmie's death kind of pushed me into like, oh my gosh, this, this is quite scary. Hmm. If y'all know what happened to her, that is. I think I've seen a video of it. Okay, I, I have no idea. Can both of you educate me, please? Uh, Christina Grimmie was uh, a YouTube singer. Like I first knew her through YouTube when my dad it was introduced like a her to concert, me. right? But then there was like a shooting happened, right? Yes, it was. Uh, the shooting wasn't even like a widespread shooting. It was directly uh, towards her. Yes, she opened her arms to hug the guy, and he just took out his gun and shot her. Yeah, that's that, yeah. that's that's how security got prepped up when it came to like YouTube meetups. Because you have no idea one of these kids was just gonna pull out a Glock. Even events, really, any event, really. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I think but all America like, has terrible gun control, really. Yeah, we. I don't think we need to. Do Do we want to talk about that? Also? Nah, I think better not. Just wanted to say, like, you know, the, the years, how the years have been. Mm-hmm. All right. So here, so here's a question which we can all think about. Where do you see the music scene going in the 2020s? 
Because right now, in the year of the pandemic, no one's really releasing much because they don't really want their album to be like, you know, in the midst of this pandemic. So a lot of people are pushing their albums out to like 2021, 2022, and so on and so forth. Um, for me personally, with like the whole pandemic thing and people not being able to go out, I think one of the good lessons that my vocational exam in my choir is teaching me is how do you host a virtual live show from your home. So essentially, what it is is you set up a stage in your own home. Like it doesn't have to be a professional stage. You make sure that it's presentable enough, and you know you preparing for everything. Say, get yourself some green screens, put it at the back, and then start singing. And of course, um, when you do the live show, it's not just about like you just singing. Make sure your technical issues are all solved because if you want like a professional level performance, then you're gonna have to consider the fact what. Um, usual stages when you're going to like a stage performance live would use to make sure that everything would be balanced out. Correct. See. All right. So yeah, what genre? What genre do you think is going to be more prevalent in in this decade? I definitely can't guys... say anything. I can't say anything. I'll just in the genre, see what. I mean, is... the most popular like music genres, like in terms of popularity, would tend to change uh, based okay. on like. Uh, what is like the most trending songs really? Either is oh, either true. either is either K-pop, rap, or uh, some blues or something. Oh maybe. yeah, shit! I forgot K-pop was the thing that existed. I'm sorry, K-pop stands. <laughs> I'm sorry, K-pop stands. Hmm. What's that? Bangtan No, seriously, don't trigger K-pop stands. They will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay, but yeah, um, I f- I completely forgot K-pop was a thing that existed like in the late 2010s. Oh shit! <laughs> it's not just late 2010s. It's one of the biggest booming music things going on. But it specifically like, boomed in the late 2010s. That's why. Fair enough. Since, like like since like 2010 exactly. I think it was like since Gangnam Style or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Gangnam oh, Style. Gangnam really, Style. Yeah, Psy really brought K-pop up to like the mainstream. I what feel. Fuck Gangnam Style. Yeah, I think but, Psy and yeah. BTS. I think. No, no, um, BTS was later, right? Yeah, no, BTS so. was BTS was later, but if it's like 20, early 2010s, God Seven. Um, no, no, God Seven is also later 2010s as well. Um, if we're talking about early 2010 like that, like exactly 2010, we're we're at levels of Chinese Super Junior Girls Generation, EXO. Oh yeah, Girls Generation. Girls Generation, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, I think Red Velvet was on. Wait, Red Velvet. Wait, no, not Red Velvet. Uh, Uh, oh, sister, sister is another one. Ah, wait, wait, no, I got it wrong. I mistake, I mistake, um, girls' generation for Wonder Girls. Ah, <laughs> uh, Wonder Girls is um, uh, Wonder Girls is a different group, and I think they were also somewhere around 2010s, but I think it was after Girls' Generation. Yeah, but either way, Wonder Girls. Wait, no, I think Wonder Girls was quite old. Oh, two, my bad. Two thousand nine. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Um. Nobody but you was one of my favorite songs as a kid. Wait, that was that was K-pop. Yeah, that's that was, K-pop. I thought that was Spice Girls. No, that's not Spice Girls. Wanna be? Oh yeah, Spice Girls was uh, if you wanna be my lover. Yeah, that was that song. I think wait, Spice Girls was another one as well, right? Uh, what was that one song? Yeah, wait. One of the most popular Spice Girls songs because I know like some of the kids who grew up in like. The two, like some of the two, the, the Gen Z people will know what Spice Girls is, because <laughs> we're all Gen Z here. Uh, Spice Girls. 
only no only no one. That's it. Wait, what is it? God damn. And it's a British pop group, huh? Sorry, well, it's England. It's from England. England, British. Is it voodoo? Because I feel like question, voodoo is my song. Well, yes. Uh, Lily. Uh, like what? Um, have you learned any Korean songs or like Japanese songs or anything? Uh, Korean, I have yet to touch, but Japanese songs, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, for me though, I am learning like the traditional Japanese songs that most um, that most most of the older Japanese generation would know. Like say when uh, like I a ballad sing... or something. What? Like a ballad song or something. Yeah, Kiroro Mirai was one of them, and as well as what was that song called? But I know this. But he's a... Yeah, yeah Hamza listens to a lot more K-pop than I do. I listen to I listen I listen to a lot of K-pop Japanese and English songs. Uh. I'm I'm only stuck in one genre, so I I mean I'm only stuck in one language. But oh, anyway, yeah. I think I should bring this to light as uh, much as that? people think I listen to a lot of English songs. I actually listen to a lot of traditional Malay songs because I actually like singing them. No, that's not that's not one of them. <laughs> that that's considered like a that's dang do it, right? Yeah, so. that's dang do it. Uh that's Indonesian, if I'm not wrong. It is Indonesian. Huh. I'm learning songs like Aslim Layu from if like Siti Nohaliza, Dato Siti Nohaliza's time. Uh and Aisha, if I'm not wrong. Aisha? And I forgot her name, but she was a famous um Aslim Layu singer. But then you also have like the belting song. So I listen to a lot of like modern Malay songs as well. Um the belting songs from the old times, like Ziana Zane songs. Those I really love singing, and as of now, I'm obsessing over Ernie Zakri's songs. Yeah. I see. Hamza's nodding as though he knows what it is. Does he? Do uh, you? Nah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know much about Malay songs. I only know very few. That's it. Yeah, I kind of understand because I and guess it's, it's not a... really the taste for the modern generation because it's very like traditional, like. Ah, now nah, you are you if kidding? Like sometimes, if it's, like, like, if it's Malay songs, uh, like. The only one that the only one that's stuck in my head is the sucking yatu That's not really old traditional uh, though. Like yeah, I know, I know. Actually, now so sometimes like when you're like with with the music scene, sometimes a lot of people nowadays are just going back to like the olden days and like, well, not the olden days, like you know the eighties and nineties brand of music and just listening to that a lot. Like for da me, da me, like, yeah, like like me, yeah. For some reason, that's that's a thing. Again. That's a thing again. I only know that song because of online peers. Because don't, right. don't because of all the Yakuza memes. Yakuza. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many memes of that. And also for some reason, Rick Roll is still a popular thing. You know, uh never gonna never give gonna you gonna up. Give you up. You go. Never gonna, gonna let you down. The little road So yeah, speaking of Rick Astley, I I still do listen to like a lot of Rick Astley nowadays. Like because he still has a very specific style of music, 
um, which is like in, in an age of like everyone, you know, writes about the same shit, auto-tune the hell out of everything, a lot of heavy instruments. It's just one guy producing like a lot of things on his own. So yeah, that's my recommendation. Without before the recommendations hits, go listen to Rick Astley's music. Rick, I mean, he is he is famous for a reason. His music is very well known back mm-hmm. even in the old days until I mean, now. But it's turned into an absolute meme, and that's fine by me. Yes, it is. <laughs> true, true. Until, All right. Until our until our listeners get rigged. <laughs> true. Hey man. Hey hey. What if what if I just all of a sudden rickroll the podcast right now? Hmm. Oh no! Just just you start will... screen just start screen sharing right now the video. <laughs> no, it's it's not gonna screen share it. You guys don't know, but later in the edit, I, I might just start playing the song. Hmm. You, oh, who knows? No. Who knows? No one has any control. Ha! <laughs> he, he's the one who has all the control. I can't. Uh, Damn you! Oh yes. Damn you, Dell. Oh yeah. So Damnation. you know. So you know, audience, uh, listeners. You will never know if I will ever have that Rickroll song, and I'll leave you wondering until the podcast ends. You are dead. <laughs> dead <star> scream. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's actually let's actually start theorizing about something else. So theorizing. Yes, theorizing. Hello, Internet. Welcome to Film Theory. Welcome <laughs> to a theory. Welcome to a theory in a podcast. All right. So Hello, Internet. Welcome to Music Theory. <laughs> my god wait that makes sense imagine someone opened a music channel with that and start and started teaching that is that theory. is the fourth that is the fourth uh rings uh, section in the game theory logo <laughs> right now it's game film food and there's an empty uh, there's an empty space <laughs> well technically to do music theory um madpad has to be well versed in all yeah. sorts of like music theory knowledge which he yep. is not unless he get i mean no he was a theater kid yeah, he he auditioned for a lot of theater productions, and he grew mm-hmm. up with a theater degree. Theater kid does not mean you know the classical workings of music theory. Oh, that's true. Again, he, if anything, it will take him ten years. Oh yeah, definitely. We may share some similarities, but that does not mean that you're actually delving into the world of music theory. Yeah, it's if anything, music theory is going to be a long journey. Anyway. Yes, very mm-hmm. long journey. In I'm terms so of six. in terms of like written down stuff and stuff notes and if anything you may also have to learn the history about music especially the music players like renaissance baroque uh what else are there ah renaissance baroque romantic Ah, classical um and then we have there was one more there was one more uh what was that uh let me just look it up right now i had to study that for my vocational exam not from forgot I had, to, I had to learn that for my associate diploma. Uh, let's see. Um, but I know Renaissance means reborn and Baroque means um, pearl in a... Pearl in a what? <laughs> let's see. Um, Renaissance, Baroque, Classical, Romantic. Uh, gee, there was one more. I don't know. Medieval? And I know... Th- yeah, Medieval. Medieval is is first, though, before Renaissance. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And now it's technically called like 20th music where like melodies are just junked and everything doesn't sound like what it was before when there was proper form. Early romantic, romantic, post-grade warriors. Hmm? Hold on. That's not right. Is that it? Eh, I don't know. But the thing with like, I think we can both like agree and remember that medieval and- modern, modern. Yeah, modern music. 
Modern music is medieval, uh, Renaissance, Baroque, classical, romantic, and modern. That's it. That's the one. Um, back in medieval Renaissance and Baroque, music was highly secular. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh, Alison. Oh, wait, that's not I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoa, I actually Dirich, called I mean, your Dirich, name. I mean, Dirich knows it knows that song that I sing. Is he? Wait, get back here. <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm, no, I, I, I was just quietly listening to like the both of you just going back and forth. He's like that. Most of these terms he, just flew he was over like my that. head, but he was like that with like me and uh, what was your what, what uh Doran or something. Yeah. Uh, you you were like that when we were talking about Star Wars. Yeah, the the true because I didn't know anything about Star Wars. Yeah. I find so you, I, I find so you like I, a big dystopian. Yeah, so I just stayed quiet while the both of you were talking about Star Wars. Oh, fun fact. Um, there's a Star Wars character voiced by a Harry Potter actor. Ooh. Um, what's his name? Uh, Dalton. J- uh, Jason Isaac. Uh, the actor of uh Lucius Malfoy. I, as much as I hate to admit this, any Harry Potter stands listening to his podcast, I loved Harry Potter, but I never bothered to remember like the actors or actresses' names. Uh, um, but um, I do know that Hermione Granger was played by Emma Watson. That's all you know. <laughs> yeah, because she she played um Belle in the Belle in the live action movie, and I actually mm. really loved that. I think I I kept on rewatching it, and I uh, probably watched. Do you it know uh, Draco Malfoy's dad? <sighs> Lucius, Lu- okay, Lucius is actor. Uh, yeah. Um, he he voiced a Star Wars character called the Grand Inquisitor, mm-hmm. one of the main one of the main antagonists of the Star Wars TV show Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. yeah. I sadly do not know much about Star Wars. My apologies. What about Same, Harry Potter? Lily, you and me. <laughs> <laughs> you shall know the true power of the dark side. Sorry, Hamza, you're alone in this. Neither- we're, we're terribly <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Neither of us know about Star Wars. The boy um, who lives come to die. Alright, speaking of movies, there's something interesting that I found out on YouTube. There is a Ratatouille musical on TikTok. Sorry, what? In what universe have I not heard of this? There's an entire Ratatouille musical. Uh, Earth 616. Is it officially by Disney? No, a bunch of, you know, lovers of the film had somehow wrote an entire song. You know, like it started as like a one song thing. But then somehow it turned into a, a, an entire musical about every single aspect of the of the film with characters, acts, scenes, and so on and so forth. Why does this re- wait? Why does French lyrics? Why does this remind me of the Cats musical? Uh no, it's it's way better than the Cats musical. Trust me, dude. If the dude the Cats musical is like the bottom of the barrel, right? Oh, uh, now you just made me jealous. I remember you guys were Singaporeans. Cats was supposed to come to Malaysia and perform at Istana Budaya, but they took it off because they said the clothing was not suitable. I was sad. I mean, look at me. I'm wearing my Phantom of the Opera shirt right now. I'm oh, a musical like lover. Yeah, congrats on bringing up your Phantom of the Opera shirt in an audio podcast. I'm gonna freaking do it! <laughs> you told me, you told me to show my, you told, you told me, fuck. You told me to like open camera and I first no, no, no. saw her. It's, it's a rule that. with everyone. So, you know, people who watch the video highlights, they will know this. People who don't watch the video highlights, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Trash Taste podcast, basically. 
Yeah, kind fair of. enough, fair enough. <laughs> hey, how's it going? It's the anime man. Yeah, because uh, to be honest, Hamza gave me the idea to like, you know, do highlight reels, which gave me more work to do, by the way. Thanks, Hamza. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But like, um, but yeah, it's it's honestly interesting to just, you know, cut out like the the interesting bits that we talk about. There was one time which I just ended up cutting like 12 clips out of the last podcast. Meaning wow. a lot to talk about. And I'm thinking I'm going to have as much fun doing this. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's going to be a tough one for you to edit today. Definitely. Definitely. Please keep me company. One of you. <laughs> I'll probably be able to. I'm not going to be doing anything. Oh, you shall do I do have my homework day. for vocational exam. All right. So, so, all right. And this brings us to, to a question that I wanted to ask um, a lot of people. With the exception of Hamilton, Hamza, and Lily, what are the musicals that interest you a lot right now? Phantom of the Opera. Phantom, Phantom. of the Opera. Is, yeah, Phantom of the Opera is one, one, one other It's one of my favorite classics. It's so good. Seen... Cats was a part of my childhood as well. Huh. I've seen the, what, the movie versions, uh, the old and new one. Oh, oh. There, was, there was a Phantom of the Opera movie? Oh, was it just a yes. recording? No, it wasn't recording. It was an official movie. It was yeah. a, an official film. Yeah, it was an official film. Was it like, okay, okay. Is, is, is the type which is like, the screenplay was, sorry, the script of the, the theater thing was transformed into like a movie screenplay or was it like the Hamilton movie? movie screenplay. Was it like the Hamilton movie where like the no, theater production was recorded? No, it's not. It's, it's like, not it's, a theater production recording. It's literally transformed into a movie screenplay. Ah, yes. there you go. Okay. I mean, and apparently, I, 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 and apparently when, uh, like in the old, in the old version, like the 1920s version of the Phantom of the Opera, um, apparently uh, many passed out when apparently many passed out when the when the Phantom unveiled his mask or something. <laughs> Why that was he I'm hot? Not sure. Of. It was like a strange fact. Like uh, the Phantom had magical powers for some godforsaken reason, even in no, he's like, like he's the like the thing. Zorro of musicals. Basically. Oh, okay. All right. So for me, I'm actually kind of curious to see what Cats was before the 2019 movie. Because apparently, like, the musical was good enough that it got warranted a film adaptation, right? And then they ruined it. To be honest, I'm, st- I'm still curious to see, like, how bad the Cats movie is. But based on the unanimous, you know, uh, thing that everyone thinks the movie sucks, except for theater people who, who think the movie's fine. Yeah, actually, it technically is fine. It just destroyed like the essence of what cats could have been. Hmm. Is it? But here's the thing about their CGI, though. The CGI of the of like the cat people is just that. I mean, Doctor Who. I mean, Doctor Who did it better though in terms of uh practical makeup. Though. No, to be honest, Sonic did it better. Yep. But, Sonic no, no, knew no. they fucked no. up and they at least changed it. No, this was as bad as the first generation the Sonic. If, if, how about this? I if I give you a comparison picture of like, of uh, cat aliens from Doctor Who and the cats from the cat movie, uh, that, that comparison in, is invalid because I don't know what the former is. I will show <laughs> I will show you the pictures afterwards. <laughs> sure. All right. So okay, let's just see the CGI on that. Anyway, if a, a, any other closing thoughts for you guys? Um. Hmm. Closing thoughts, yes, hi. Uh, Lily, do you have any tips or suggestions for future aspiring artists? 
singers, musicians Fucking in general? Excellent question. <laughs> this, is <laughs> this is why I pay you, Hamza. You don't pay me. This is what I pay you for. <laughs> you don't pay me. Yes, I do. With I love. Never be afraid to put out what you think is good in your eyes, for sure. Because if you don't show the world what you're capable of, who's ever going to acknowledge what you have and what you know and how well-versed you are? Even if you are self-taught, even if you are um, someone who's just been starting out, put it out there, let the world know that I'm here, I can sing, I can do music, I can do um, what most people... um, are doing but I'm still one of them that sort of thing like leave an impression and um I guess my most important point is when you come up with like say any song ideas do not throw them away even if they sound really really bad do not throw them away keep them you could come back and refer to them like say same case for me one of my songs um I did it earlier this year based on inspiration for um yeah I was really unhappy with the verse, but the chorus was really good. So now I'm revamping it and I'm going to turn it into a new song. Nice. That was excellent advice. Very nice. Thank you, Lily. Thank you, Lily, for being here. Oh, and also, uh, hold on. Thank you for having me. All right, and now let's move on to the closing segment of the podcast, recommendations. So what so what we do this so what we do is each of us we recommend one or two things. Hamza is a whore, he will take free. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. One or two things that we liked the these last two weeks. Or in Lily's case, she liked her whole life or something. Alright. <laughs> what are you what are you trying to imply? <laughs> okay. I don't know what to recommend. Do you have any show? Do you have any shows or songs? Show, TV, movie. Uh, So what? Show, movie, song, book. Well, of course, I'm gonna say if you want to understand my original song towards a pod, you see like the background behind. Go watch Our House because IMO. It's it's quite a good show, and I'm interested to see where the writing will go with, especially in season two. It's so hyped. It's so hyped. Don't listen to Lily. Our House is not a good show. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) DJ, you are in our house too. I'm getting the you commissioned, you commissioned me to make a chibi version of like a Shut the event. fuck up, both of you. <laughs> we're gonna gaslight you. We're gonna we're gonna send you out the airlock, you imposter. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> it is officially um Lily and Hamza team now. Nice. I'm, I'm okay, cool. I'll, I'll quit. Both of you can handle it. No, fuck. come back here. <laughs> Get your get your fat ass back here, boy. Okay, cool. So next so next year I'll be replaced by Lily. Yay. No. <laughs> no, get your fat ass back here, boy. I'm too busy. You call me fat? No. You just call me fat. Re. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright. Okay, so that's uh, Lily's recommendation. Hamza? My recommendation? Uh let me think. The Mandalorian. You recommended that last week. Oh, wait, again. Uh, let me try again. Um, hmm. Uh, dreams. Uh, dreams. Latest video. Oh uh, yes, dreams. Latest video. <laughs> it was good. It was good. All right. Uh, yes. He, he has a three-hour uncut version of so. Oh um, yeah. Like both on his uh, main or like one one which was the edited version of like the entire battle uh, of like the, the speedrunner versus 
four hunters video uh mm -hmm. finale and the uncut version on his uh second channel mm -hmm. uh, team xp Oh yeah, right. is it okay if I plug another recommendation? Go oh, yeah, for it. Yeah, since uh, Hamza, you're an anime fan, right? Technically. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, for me, I, you know, when I'm free and I'm on my car, because I don't usually watch shows when I um, am able to do my work, like say I'm, I'm here now, I would take my mobile data because I love destroying the amount of data I have and watch um, on the channel of News Asia for the show called um, The Wandering Witch, Alina. Elena, it's an anime. Um, I don't think I know it's, that one. It's quite nice because it's not, like um it's not like any like oh there's one there's that one character who's like trying to do something and achieve their life goals and something Alina is like a short story compilation where it's about this girl who becomes a witch and decides to travel the world and see what it's like um but i will say it is quite scary it can get quite scary but overall i love the plot so that's just about it i see it's also a book yeah it it's it's a light novel. It's a light novel that's been turned ah, into an anime. Okay, okay. The most recent episode was very unexpected and very scary, but I I guess it was nice. The whole oh. hmm, the whole book, like the whole series of free books, is seventy eight dollars on Amazon. Oh, interesting. Very very, very nice. Interesting. Time time for me to save up to buy. No, I'm kidding. I'm not gonna buy that book. Nah, <laughs> <Maybe>. don't buy. <laughs> Yeah, just watch the movies. The movies are better, which is a lie. Sometimes the books are better. Harry Potter books were better. They missed out so many there things did, from I mean, book two. I was disappointed. There was a lot. Of, there was a lot of like things they could have put in the movie, and they changed some also some little segments as well, especially about like Neville's parents and stuff, and also about the what the Dobby and the other elves. I think I'm still salty about Percy Jackson. Dobby's death. I'm sad. <laughs> Dobby, master, give Dobby your sock. Dobby is free. <laughs> no. I will never give you a sock. You're gonna stay as my slave. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Dobby, thanks, Master Potter, for everything. He was free, but then he friggin' died. <laughs> I'm sad. He, he was free for five long years. He was just free. Oh well. Dobby, thanks you for everything, Master Potter. Yes, impromptu R.I.P. for Dobby. But yeah, okay. Wait, shit! I I forgot my recommendation. Uh, damn! I don't really have a decent recommendation. Okay. Uh, uh shall I recommend the Pirates of the Caribbean then? Yeah, please take. take my recommendation. <laughs> take my slots. No, 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 no. You you need to recommend. No, 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 no. no. Take my slot because I honestly don't have anything. You don't have Maybe anything. Or. <laughs> Would you Boy. say Over the Moon would, could be your recommendation? I already did recommend it a uh, couple of episodes ago. Really? Uh, <laughs> hmm. Uh, KDA's music. Uh, I have ah, no uh, This one song, KDA more. Yeah! I like that song too. I'm actually in a collab for it. Hmm. Okay. All right. So my recommendation is Harm Baller, Master Major. I was gonna continue the line, but then I was like, okay, no, I'm not gonna do it here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but all right. 
My recommendation would have to be the artist Phineas. Phineas, who's that? Mm-hmm. He's Billy's brother. He's Billy Eilish's brother. Oh, he's, okay. he's in his early twenties. He's the co-writer for all of Billy's songs. He was the one who made Billy popular because it was his song that she sang on, which got which skyrocketed her into fame. I see. I see. All right. Uh yeah. He's he's severe, He's criminally underrated, and I really, really hope you know he gets the recognition he deserves. I mean, he does as a producer, not as his own standalone artist. Ah, uh, okay. He always gets his, you know, his not his nominations for like, yeah, oh, he produced her, he produced Billy's album, he co-wrote Billy's album, so on and so forth. And he and it feels and it always feels like he's riding off of Billy's success when it's not entirely the case. He has his own standalone. Yeah, he has well. his like thing as well. Yeah. And surprisingly, the music industry is, you know, it's still uh, not really thinking about him much. Honestly, that I hope that will change. So yeah, Phineas, that's my recommendation. All right, very nice, very nice. All right, so if, if that's being said, thank you everybody so much for listening and watching to the podcast. And if you like what we, and if you like what we said, and you know, if you don't like what we said, and if you want to, you know, stalk us or send death threats, uh, we can be found on our socials. If you want to do a little Pokemon thing, uh, go ahead. Pokemon and, thing, um, what does that mean? Uh, a little Batmeister thing. Oh shit! Yeah, there's something. I, oh yeah, I forgot. Let's. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I know. We, I know. I know. We're about to call cut on this, but yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Talk what did about you... what? Okay, so there was this whole huge thing with uh, two streamers, Pokemon and Fedmeister from offline TV. Um, okay, so... that one I have no clue of, so I'm just gonna. Okay, cool, cool. All right. Beat so myself. Hamza, Hamza Beat let's talk about that. Her. Yeet yourself out of the airlock. Yeah, I'm gonna yeet my. I'm gonna yeet myself out of this meeting. So um. No 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 no, I... no 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 Just let's let's come on one. Just stay. Billy was ah, not the okay. imposter. <laughs> Lily's not the imposter. Nah, Lily's Lily's cool. She was not the impo- imposter. She never was. Then who's the imposter in this room? It was me. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god, he has the best voices. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so the story about that was Fed had recently, you know, come out with a response to Pokemon's allegations that, you know, uh, he had made sexual advances on her, on her and a bunch of her other friends. Um, until she, he leaked DMs of her. Yeah. He, he left the, he left the, the house of like content creators back then. So what happened then was, um, after that, like recently Fed leaked I'm not sure whether it's leaked with an air quotes or leaked, actual leaked, but a document of his came out, like it circulated, where he said his side of the story where Pokey was trying to, you know, she was leading him on. Right? Yeah. I yeah, mean, like she was leading I him mean, on, like, you know, calling him babe and calling him, you know, like cuddling with him, so on and so forth. These are things that, you know, you clearly do when you're more than just friends. But every time... Any of every time he considers the possibility of dating, Pokey will, you know, Pokey will distance herself. She'll push him off. Uh, and rinse and repeat that for years and years and years. And so so that was his story, apparently. It's it's like a whole fucking huge ass, like a Google Doc with like screenshots and everything. Because that's how drama is nowadays. Um Meanwhile, but, Lily but, is looking to Instagram. It's okay, it's okay. She's <laughs> I mean, you don't expect her to pay attention to this, do you? No, no. <laughs> yeah, she's she's just waving at the back. 
Yes. Hi, Lily. We can see you. And right. those screenshots, I'm not sure. About, I mean, they seem legit, don't they? I mean, they do. This, they 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 do seem legit. So Pokey is just like she she's trying to damage control. That's what I feel like. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, but whatever. It's it, it was a done and done situation. The document shouldn't have leaked out. Doesn't matter. Doesn't really matter at this point because like you know both of them are completely at their own separate spaces and they're good, right? Don't need to open up all wounds. And but speaking of which, let's move on to something which has been going on this uh, past week or so. This is a story which uh, has been bothering me for a couple of days, and I, I showed this to Hamza. I was like, "Hey, can we talk about this on the podcast?" Oh, uh, is it about the PS4 one? PS5. PS4 uh, was twenty seventeen, dude. PS5 and the Xbox Pro. Was it? Yeah, the, uh, X, the Series X's. All right, so here's so here's the gist of the story. There were two content creators. They were black and they were female. They basically they basically bitched and moaned their way to getting free PS5s and pre Xbox Series Xs by calling Microsoft and Sony racist on Twitter. Mm. So that was the gist. Which was like I think like how sorry. No, the way the way they framed it was that like ah yes um you know why didn't you think about black women in gaming why didn't you you know why didn't you think about like the, the minorities or the lgbt communities we Whereas have in- a number of those type of youtubers in the fucking gaming industry we have basically i do world we have ksi comedy shorts gamer we have marcus brownlee who's that one Who are- you do you not know who's marcus brownlee wait let me double check he's he's one of he's one of the most well-known tech youtubers I like how with the uh, oh this dude yeah yeah, the, I've seen yeah, him. yeah I've seen him Jesus I'm sorry. you almost scared me sorry 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 yeah yeah I've seen his uh, I've seen his like uh, Elon Musk video <laughs> ah there you go okay so yeah that that that's the story like according to them they were like ah people of color are not getting representation in your you know your pre your review units for game consoles when in reality. Neither of them warrant the sub count or the following needed to, you know, for, for them to send free consoles to. Like, the both of them who raised that argument were like, they both had like 1k subs and 4k subs. Mm-hmm. No, no. Well, one of them has like 4, 4k, while the other has like so, so no, 500, 400, 500. 400. No, 500. It was just 500. 500. 500. One of them was like one, one or 2k subs. And by that by that logic, Lily has two K subs. We should just send her free Xboxes. She's Malay. She's Lily. a she's a girl. She should get free Xboxes. Lily, what do you think? <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm tuned out. It's the same Japanese music. What? <laughs> um, okay. like there's this incident, uh, basically where like uh these two women, uh, black, black women, uh, called Sonia for being racist. I think, um. Because the, there was no representation of like the game industries and the YouTube industry of like minorities. And... No, no, no. Basically, they, they sent out review units yeah, yeah. for consoles to like specific YouTubers, and they and they made the claim that like oh none of them were black or women. When wow. in reality, yeah. When in reality, I'm sorry, but in YouTube, the most popular people are white and or male. And if they and you know sub count is is a thing that companies look for when they send you free shit. Mm, yeah. Not necessarily your race or be, skin. Yeah, it must uh, be like your race over, or gender. Must be at least over a hundred thousand subscribers. Not even that. You just need to have oh, like five hundred thousand people 000. listening to you. Five hundred thousand, my bad. 
need to be able to like sway a large number of people to like you know this or that. Mm. When when tech when tech YouTubers tell you a product is good, people are just gonna go and buy it. If the product tell if they tell you oh do not buy this yet, probably not gonna buy it. So you need to have that impact, which you know these two late which these two creators did not have. A lot of people rightly called them out for it. And what did one of them do? They spent their entire week, this entire week, false flagging every single, like sending her fan base or sorts to harass and flag YouTube uh, for this. It's, honestly, in my opinion, it's quite petty that just because they wanted the Xbox, they were willing to go so far as to, you know, make a big deal out of it. Like, you can't claim that that is racism because clearly that isn't being racist. It's just yeah, people and... handing out some freebies and by a coincidence, it's given out to, like, all the, all those people. A very strange coincidence, but yeah, but here's, yeah, but here's the thing. Um, like, if like, if they want like, to spread like, the word about it, they go for the popular platforms for that platform popular content creators and such even, yeah, Rick, exactly. even Rick and Morty did a like, commercial of it, of it yeah exactly like would you imagine like you know peop- like a huge company wasting their review units on a person with like you know 500k su- 500 subs who no one has heard about yeah no I don't even know her until now no, no that, that's that's like Bethesda coming to me with my 30 me and my 30 subs or you with your 500 subs and being like hey promote this game let people you know let people know about it who the fuck is gonna watch that no one exactly exactly when it comes to promotions you're supposed to it's like a trade like I'll give you this for free but in return I want people to be able to know that this product is here and we are here and we are selling and maybe if they're your fans you know yeah. We, we could get like more sales. That's how it works. That's how promotion has always worked. That's the yeah. reality of it. Yeah. So a lot of people has rightfully called those two ladies out for it. And what did they do? They started like getting their fans to harass YouTube and, you know, uh, mass report that video until, you know, YouTube takes it down or something or it strikes their channels. It feels, well... like, it feels like a, it feels like a leafy situation or anti situation. True. I, Actually, no, it's it's in the case of, like, unlike Leafy, this is much more... Uh, like Antons. Yeah, it's, it's, it's much more malicious, in, in my opinion. Mm, where, yeah. in, where in the case of, like... Um, like having fans to attack... Uh, having your fans to attack. Yeah, having your fans to attack a person and so on and so forth. Like, no one really... Ha- and also, like, they, they claim that, oh, it's personally harassing my brand and so on and so forth. Ah, it's illegal. But this is fucking YouTube. It's the internet. It's like people will talk shit about you as much as you. People will talk shit about you. They will support you. That's that's just the internet. It's like it's like saying like the breastplates from uh the, like the Mandalorian is sexist. <laughs> Maybe no, but I no. mean if I mean that's actually a thing by the SJWs. Oh my god, the same SJWs. Okay, I think Lily can help me with this with this story. There were SJWs who tried to cancel the Owl House, dude. <laughs> You mean the moms? Bingo. Yeah, the Karens. Oh, okay, no. so okay, so what's the story about that? Let's go. Um, I I mean I found this on Instagram and I eventually searched up the website. It was essentially on a petition site like to sign a position called change.org. Yeah. And there were a bunch of moms, moms who were like Marms. Marms. A I'm bunch sorry. of moms. Marxisms. There, there were a bunch of moms who were like, oh my god, this 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 show is about, you know, the kids being in hell 
and like uh and like you know like preaching witchcraft and sorcery and all those things that aren't allowed in the bible so they're they're taking something as fun and funny as our house who's supposed to like which i get like them taking it in a really demonic way but at the same time this show the aim of it is to yeah targeted to kids number one and number two to tell the kids that it's okay if you like these sort of things it's not preaching witchcraft and sorcery like asking you to you know commit um arson <laughs> commit arson or like do anything I think, it's just i like, think also to... the same i think the same also applies for like harry potter movies as well since they're oh like, yeah i think there was some people yeah they were, they were like yeah and you know, as much as minor, okay, minority, there is a, a huge minority that sometimes may take the show in a wrong way. Like I can't say mm. anything because everyone has different interpretations. Some kids may end up like thinking that it's okay in the future after watching this show. Which honestly, whoever does that, I honestly don't think they're in their right mind. But it's a it's a minority. Majority of us know that this show is about letting your fantasies go wild and that it's okay for you to be different. That sort of thing. But these moms are like, no, you can't do this. Kind of like preaching, um, you know, demons. And... Mm, preaching demons and even worse, the gays. Yeah, I think they're just really conscious about like the gays. Like, bruh, whoever I love is who I love. Yeah. I don't really see a reason why. Like, for me, I don't see an issue if someone is in love with someone and it doesn't harm you, then it should be fine right yeah no that 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 that's my go-to like um you know uh method mentality with everything if it's not if it's not hot are, are you harming yourself are you harming a- a- everyone around you no go for it man cancel culture is out of control oh yeah definitely and also if, people if anything not- it's not doing good it's it's just bullying yeah really. i've done our house has been some like cancel culture people going around um there's like yeah not not only our house but there's also like other not, phantoms as well yeah yeah other phantoms like the mandalorian for example uh dude for like, with every for like the fan, act, with for like, every, yeah, every fandom, fandom there's always there's always like like a mob of cancel culture correct yeah. just trying to want want to cancel everything i think i think the same goes for like other shows uh yeah no no, no. A lot with, of every shows, show, movies, with every show you will always have one or like that vocal minority who's always wanting to say like cancel culture yeah either, yeah, either it's either is either for a good thing or a bad thing and the and I think the same goes for like uh like what up the pirates like what up the pirates of the Caribbean thing with like Johnny Depp and uh Johnny Depp and what's her name uh, Amber, Amber Heard yeah oh yeah and in a way I kind of don't really like the fact that these people are saying that they're they're calling them out and saying how like this person is not good for something as minor as five years um, ago. Mm. not just five years ago there was this one artist who was a huge fan of our house and she was drawing like um different au's alternate universes where um the the girls would become guys or the guys would become girls and apparently that was called out for being transphobic even i'm (laughs) confused like in what universe is that transphobic i don't get that's news to me who's the artist j cube j cube never heard of them but i mean Every, I mean, every fandom, there's always, like, a gender-bent AU. Even in, like, what, Marvel and DC, there's also, like, a gender-bent universe as well. Where, like, yeah, so gender-bending is fine, but there are these people who are like, I'm sorry, that's transphobic, and then continuously trying to cancel her to the point of even saying her art is disgusting. 
So at that point, it's not even you um but trying to wait, prove justice. Share... You're just cyberbullying. Yeah, that's that. That's literally just like the worst case of cyber terrorism, really. Oh yeah. Um, All right. I... Wait, um, Lily, could you share like the artist by link or something? The yeah. Link to like um, the, the like Instagram page or something, so yeah, we can sure. like share it to our yeah. listeners or anything. Yeah, we. We'll just oh, can you put it in Discord or something? Not that either Discord or like you know the yeah Zoom the chat. Discord will be easier though. Dude, the Zoom chat is also quite easy because when because when we record the thing, everything gets exported, including the chat. Oh, okay, okay. Which is epic. Uh, all right. So considering all these free stories, they they do coalesce in like you know how cancel culture and people on Twitter are just fucking snowflakes. <laughs> bless you. Oh, bless you. That was a sneeze. That was a yeah. cute sneeze one. Nah, I'm I'm gonna yeet myself now. That was a yeet right. sneeze. Okay, so yeah, people on Twitter are just fucking degenerates. <laughs> I'm kidding, okay. Um but Twitter. Twitter <laughs> Twitter. Oh yes, that's good. No, nah, but seriously, um what what do you think about like you know the state of how sensitive how more and more sensitive people are becoming nowadays? Yeah, if anything, they're just like if anything, they're just being idiots, really. Honestly, yeah. Gen- idiots in general, really like so they can they they just can cause problems over the smallest of things like that, especially like what um, like uh like I'll say something like James Gunn or something or like Zack Snyder. Ah <sighs> yes, James Gunn. Or like I'll say, um, what is that? Like the mini like how's it? Um, oh, I was trying to say they're just like. It's just re- very weird, really. Like it, they just want, they just, they just want to, like, see everything burn. They, they only want. Some people to- just want to watch the whole world burn. I can, I understand you. That I understand, Alfred. Yeah, which is why, like, the sentence "fighting fire with fire" doesn't make you any better of a person. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, work. and I've heard I makes the whole world blind. Yeah, it doesn't work with this context, even as like. Like what's the point? Like we have nothing better to do or something like that. I mean, yeah. and there's I remember reading this uh, Spider-Man comic book storyline, uh, where it goes to, uh, where it's like you're reading from this woman's point of view who is like a Spider-Man hater, kind of like J. Jonah Jameson like that. Huh, okay. Uh, where she's she's like a cancel culture kind of woman, and mm. apparently, apparent in this comic book storyline, she apparently put a restraining order against Spider-Man because. <laughs> Because apparently wherever she goes, Spider Man's there fighting villains and it's like a pure coincidence really. And you're she, just you're just fucking unlucky, dude. Yeah, exactly. And and, and like later future, uh, she meets an old Mary Jane Watson who is like very cool towards her and very strict. And even shows like a bloody mask of Spider Man to her. Uh like I'm 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 his wife, you idiot. Like that. Dope. Okay. Uh okay. guys, sorry, but I think I'm gonna have to yeet myself out of the meeting. I haven't had lunch. Oh, oh no, okay, okay, cool, cool. Let's right, just, let, uh, let, let's, right, let's just wrap up. Yeah, let's just wrap this up. I'm sorry, uh, but I really need to go because I think my mom was like calling me to go and eat. All, all right, right, sure. Thank you right, so yeah. much for being here, Lily. Thank you. Yeah, I thank you for having me. All right, plug your shit before you leave. Yeah. What? What? Plug? I have nothing to plug. Your YouTube, your social. <laughs> just, just go to my YouTube channel, everyone. You'll be able to find all my other socials there. Down right. in the description below. 
Yeah. All right. So yeah, thank you everybody so much for listening. Lily, you you want you can you can eat yourself. Yeah. Bye bye. 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 Yep. There she goes. But yeah. Um. Thank you everybody so much for listening. And if you'd like to get in contact with us for the things we've said during the course of this podcast i promise this is our, the end all uh, of our we, socials are in our yeah in the all three of our socials are in, the, yep, are in the show notes. especially lily's socials as well yeah lily's socials lily's youtube channel and her twitter and whatever i could find all right so or twatter twatter <laughs> all right so that's yeah gonna be, that's gonna be the norm for cancel culture uh, probably twatter. twatter all right so yeah thank everybody so much for listening and yeah till next time i'm diraj and i'm hamza peace out Subscribe like the buskers.